Phantasm Podcast, your one-stop shop before you drop. Corey Gorkreis, Phantasm Podcast. Oh, this is really awesome. We have Jeff Waters from Annihilator, Death Ballistic Sadistic, coming out January 24th, uh, this Friday, on uh, Silver Lining Music. Uh, Really looking forward to this, man. How are you? Very good, thanks. Having a have a good relaxing time here in the UK of all places, and that's kind of strange for people that know me because I'm a Canadian. What am I doing over here? But uh, <laughs> hey, got married, having fun over here, and having a good life. So, oh, congratulations! Glad to, glad to talk to you. Thanks. And then, uh, ballistic statistic. Uh, before we get into that, I want to say uh, Allison Hell's one of my favorite records ever, and then Never Neverland. Uh, turn 30 this year so that's pretty exciting yeah yeah well the, the, the crappy part is I was, I, I was turning 30 I'm turning 54 <laughs> that's the, but uh right. yeah yeah thanks that was uh that album seems like a lifetime ago but it's uh it sure was a great way to start out uh what ended up being 30 years of putting records out so far so I'm uh, pretty happy about that one we had some bad news actually uh, late 2000, I think it was late 2018. The singer from that album, uh, Randy Rampage, who yeah. was also uh, before before us, he was in a, a pretty legendary punk hardcore band called DOA, and he was a bass player. Yeah, um, we lost him. Oh, yeah. He had a heart attack. But uh, other than that, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty good last couple of years. Oh yeah, yeah. The, um, DOA was great. You know, um, very iconic. Yeah. You know, they were kind of like people said they were kind of like the first like hardcore punk band at least they were like credited as like changing style of it and everything um so i always kind of admire, yeah, was, admired them pretty cool a lot of, a lot of people didn't know they were from canada that uh, that i talked to later and i had to redirect them and say no they were from the west coast of canada <laughs> yeah that's pretty amazing and then uh you know annihilator of course is uh you know still kicking you get your 17th album it's crazy it's so awesome did you guys just pump the Yeah, show? well, I think it's uh, it's probably for people in my home country, Canada, and and, uh, and the U.S. I think it's uh, a lot of people kind of well, I mean, people that are closer to my age lost track of us years and years ago because we essentially put three records out in North America, right? And even in our home country, we we kind of didn't put anything out uh, properly ever since then. And you know, the internet is what basically slowly. It's people figuring out that we've been around for a while and, and what we're right. doing. But uh, it's been a very unique, unique uh, band from the perspective of someone from my own country or the states. It was, uh, it's like sold you know many millions of records, but almost none of them were in North America. So uh, right. it's kind of some people are discovering. Some people discover us for the first time and go, "What what's going on here?" And are confused by a few things. And then some right. older fans that we had. Older fans from like our demo days in the mid '80s and late '80s before we put our first record out, and, and fans or people that knew Alpha and Hell and Never Neverland CDs, the first two of them, uh, they're like, "What? Annihilator's still going?" <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's amazing, and you know, you guys still pumping the shit out, and it it's, sounds amazing. I love the new record; it's it's beautifully done and uh, sounds great. And uh, we'll get we'll get okay. into that. Well, uh, if you want, yeah, we'll do well, like a like a track by track or something. Yeah, it's kind of the first record I did. Um, 
outside the country, and um, I moved a couple of years ago, got married, and moved to the UK, um, and uh, brought my studio, well, most most of my studio stuff, and built a studio in the, here, and uh, building for the, the band crew to stay when we're rehearsing for our stuff here, because we're, we're, we're always busy in Europe every year, and so it was kind of like, I needed a home base for everybody. It also worked out good, not only in my personal life, uh, but the bonus was that I was so close to the, the places that we play every year. So, uh, you know, popping down to Europe from the UK, it's just a piece of cake, you know. And, and usually at the end of European tours, I would, a lot of times we'd end in Russia and, and I'd have to make the trek back to, uh, to Canada. It would take, take a while to get back and then, you know, being here, it's pretty funny because you finish a tour and, you know, your Canadian bandmates have to get all the way back and you're just like, ah, I got a three-hour flight in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a convenience. Man. That's cool, though. Uh, you know, and uh, what part of, uh, you know, England are you in? Well, I'm in the um, Northeast, which sounds scary as it is because <laughs> England, you know, can be be a little bit of a cold and windy place depending on where you are but sure um that that that's spoken from a canadian who, who basically <laughs> li- lived in, in minus 40 celsius which is where your fahrenheit meets the same temperature so uh oh yeah but um it's kind of the northeast it's near a city called newcastle oh cool um and uh the city's called durham d-u-r-h-a-m and it's, yeah. it's a very uh historic it reminds me of like Black Sabbath covers, you know, castles and oh, yeah. and dungeons and uh, cathedrals and things like that. So it's a really, really uh, nice city to be in. It's pretty cool too when you move uh, from a country that you think you're going to be in for the rest of your life, and you love the country, you love the place, you got your friends and family and your house and your car and your dogs and all that stuff, and you make a big life change and you're in your fifties, and all of a sudden you're like a kid in a candy store because <laughs> you're realizing as, as, as you're going through the country. I'll go to, like, uh, I have a guitar uh, builder guy that fixes a lot of my guitars, and he's in the city of Sheffield, and then the first thing I think of is Def Leppard. Yeah. And then I go through uh, Birmingham, and I think of Sabbath and Priest, and then I go through uh, Newcastle, which is close to me, and I think Venom and Brian Johnson. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Raven. Yeah, yeah Raven. So, yeah. Uh, and that, that's, you know, that's not London. That's in different cities. So it's quite, right. a, quite a cool historic kind of, thing for me to even be here so i got lots of years of exploring to do over here that's awesome you know it gives like a new perspective and uh gives you some history and uh you know it's that's amazing man yeah uh but if you want we can do a little track by track of ballistic sadistic talk a little bit about it yeah well yeah good luck because i I finished (laughs) the record in august and um since then, I like I haven't even listened to any of it. You know, don't even remember <laughs> half of it now. And I only I only learned how relearned how to play two songs that we did on a recent two month tour over here that we played live. Uh, so uh, actually, some of the the press and people I've been talking to will ask me about a song, and I'll be referring to notes trying to find the. Uh, <laughs> about. And also, also, I don't even have a copy of the CDs yet, so it's. Um, Oh, kind wow. of lost, so maybe even guys. All right, yeah, we'll 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 get through it, and uh, you know, we'll it'll be all right. Um, we'll start with number one. It'll be "Arm to the Teeth." We have a you know you have a video out for that. Yeah, well, I think I mean generally, I kind of look at it as music and lyrics, right? And it, yeah, I think you know musically most I can cover a lot of it in one shot. Musically, a lot of the album 
is a, it, it's got a lot of melody in it, but at the same time, it's got, you know, it's got a lot of uh, aggression. Now, Annihilator with the, the name Annihilator, this is, by the way, this is, if you know me, this is not going to be a track by track. This is going to be scattered information all over the place. It's perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you think Annihilator with a name like that, it would be all super duper heavy stuff and, Right. And all that, but it, you know, for those who might not know the band, it's, it's kind of the opposite. You get these slices of maybe heavy stuff in there over, over every album, but there's also classical guitar pieces, a bit of blues, goofy Canadian humor, which a lot of people don't get. It's my favorite um, part. <laughs> which it, 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 it's still goofy, but it, you can't get rid of the fact it's goofy, but it's hard to <laughs> latch on to for some people. Um, yeah. But you know, I, my, my favorite bands are like Van Halen and, and, and Slayer, are my sure. two top favorite bands. And, yeah. And, well, I, I've always wanted to kind of be like the Slayer, Pantera, Cannibal Corpse, heavy stuff, just to, to write a song that was just like, totally wants you to, it makes you want to punch a wall. Yeah. Um, or release, release energy, but it's just not me. I wish it was, but, so when I, over the years, I've tried to write some heavier stuff, and, you know, I, I touch on it, but I just never get that full song of just brutality like some of the bands I mentioned can, could pull off, but, um, this album, for Annihilator at least, is a lot, um, a lot more aggression, sort of a little thrashier and back to the roots kind of stuff. I hate saying that word, but right. um, I think cover, just to cover the, the music for the entire album, I think the theme on that was, uh, you know, I, I kind of had um, input from my band this time because they've been the same guys around for a little while now, and half a decade or so, and I was. Um, saying to these guys you know just give me a top three of what you think you know I need to do in the next record yeah um, besides getting besides getting a dedicated singer that's so I can concentrate on guitar again uh, get a get a great singer so other than that that was off the table because I want to finish the career out with, with me just doing this less hassle and just I'm starting to get comfortable doing this finally right um, but it was the top three were number one I've got to write the album with the drummer which is something I hadn't done since the second album uh, wow. we did everything else was always just by myself writing riffs with this little old Elisa drum machine they had out back in the early 90s yeah and that progressed later on much later uh, computer software came out I would use drum software to help me you know write songs with a quote fake drummer um, yeah but this time they were just saying hey Jeff we want to go back to some of that earlier stuff you're going to have to sit down with a drummer and, and do it that way at least to get a little bit back of what you the way you did it before. Uh, the second was use a real drummer because I like a, a lot of bands. Believe it or not, they don't talk about it, but I do. Um, <laughs> a lot of bands that we hear in the heavier heavier types of music are have great drummers live and have great band member drummers. But a lot of what they're doing is a program called the Period Drummer, um, which yeah. is basically one of those software programs that sounds like a drummer because the drums were played by real drummers like Dirk from Soulwork and Megadeth and Gene Hoagland and that, but the actual, it's really kind of, you're using software, right? And yeah. um, it was, it's been used for a long time because a lot of bands don't have the money to go into a studio with a proper drummer and, and a proper, especially a proper drum engineer and spend the time to do drums really well. So the software became a way to afford to be able to do your records. And, um, you know, in the early days, you get a couple hundred thousand U.S. dollars to 
go in and record a record and you'd hire an engineer, a producer, a mixing engineer, a mastering engineer. You might have an assistant and you go into an expensive studio or a mid price thing. And yeah. nowadays a band, a new band that's starting out in sort of the independent kind of heavy thrash metal or whatever you want to call it is, is lucky to get 10 or 15,000, you know? <laughs> um, so that this software became something that today a lot of bands use and don't really want to talk about because a lot of, a lot of fans will go oh that's not right or that's not real and all that stuff but it's actually a way to sort of be able to do the records rather than not being able to afford them. Um, yeah, absolutely. So my thing what guys were saying you've been able to afford doing it properly for a long time why why are you still using the software and I said well it's just a convenient habit and it's easy to control it and do what you need it to do. Uh, and they looked at me and sort of frowned and said, uh, dude, you asked us for advice. Use your own drummer. Uh, our drummer's named Fabio, and he's from Italy. And uh, so I wrote the album with Fabio, and he recorded the drums. And the third thing was go back to the first four albums. And anything you're doing, try to make it fit in uh, to the first four records. And if you can't envision that, then just throw it out and keep going. Yeah. Phew. Ooh, that's the vocals. I mean, sorry, that's the music. <laughs> the rest of it, lyrically, it's almost all the songs seem to sort of, I'd say about seven of the songs, um, people wouldn't know this, but unless I mention it, but about, I'd say at least seven of the songs are about the same uh, either person or subject, and that that's a personal thing. Uh, but I tried to make some of these songs kind of general, so... Um, you know, I was able to get out some frustration and anger about someone um, that was causing a lot of problems for my family here and even even causing, a, let's say, a scare, a worry so to the point where police oh, had to wow. be involved in court. Yeah, so, that's not good. It, you know, that, that somebody could figure that one out in a little bit, but yeah. essentially that, that was taken care of. But the, the, the year of having to sort of protect my family and just be on edge and stressed all the time and watching the family be stressed, especially... Uh, well, I was, you know, building my studio and trying to get things going, and then writing songs. The, the songwriting process became: how do I, how do I write uh, and get this stuff out of my system, like a big middle finger? You know what I mean? Like f you and get it out of my system. Because <laughs> um, I used to drink. I've, I've been sober for about twenty years without a without any alcohol. And oh, good for you. Good for if you. If I was in drink, if I was in drinking mode, I would be getting drunk every night trying to deal with the stress of what was happening at the time. And I just sort of, I'm lucky I had the ability to, to turn that into, uh, instead of getting angry or drinking or doing something bad, I, I would go into my studio and, and write riffs during this whole period. So uh, that was, kind of the album was really musically and lyrically born out of being really pissed off. So my back to my whole point, um, <laughs> I never could get that, that anger and aggression out when I tried um, like some of my favorite bands. It was always more melodic uh, because of my musical background. And influences and likes. Um, so this album is basically probably the most pissed off album I've ever done, and it's just something I could never repeat again unless somebody was repeatedly punching me in the head for a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, I think it's a good form of therapy, and it, it can uh, resonate to fans that hear it as well if they uh, get into it that way on a personal level. And I think that's uh, you know a good way to to get back and you know. Uh, yeah, like you yeah said. I mean, look, Annihilator, if you're new to it or old to it or like it or don't like it, the one thing even the fans that buy the records over here like, uh, say and know is that 
Waters is a fan of all different kinds of metal music and guitar players and even stuff that's outside of metal. And I don't shy away like some people might and, and say they're all 100% original and all this stuff. I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm like, hey, there's that Judas Priest style thing. Here's that Harmony Maiden type soul. And here's that, you know, that, uh, you know what I mean? I could go through yeah. the list of all the favorite players. That, that sort of lead sound that someone's trying to sound a little like Van Halen. Uh, well, here's that, um, you know, Gary Holt, Exodus, Rick Holt, Exodus uh, style riff. I, I don't shy away from saying where I get stuff. The, the key is to not rip it off. It's it's more like, it's just the common, and I know there's a combination of like the 50 bands and guitar players that I've, I've loved since I was a kid. And sometimes I get real close to those influences and try not to really step over a line and, and sometimes I, you know, the way I put it all together sounds more like this Waters guy. So it's kind of like, <laughs> um, it's not Annihilator. When when we came out, I think in the demo days in the late 80s, the first album, the second album, I think those albums were, at the, at the time that came out, they were actually, uh, like people would go around and say, wow, it's so fast the guitar playing so fast and um the the leads and the picking and and, and it's so technical and stops and starts and changes and almost prog crash metal melodic whatever the heck it was <laughs> and yeah. if i if i look back at those couple of years like four or five years of the demos on the first two records i see why you know guys in some of these bands are saying hey you know you know we like what you're doing and and stuff like that and i think i think it was right afterward like if I look back now it, it's slow it's sloppy it's not that fast it's a bit sloppy and it wasn't really that technical technical was and fast was you know so many things that came out of Scandinavia and the, and the states right uh, you know in the year 2000 and that's like I see those bands I saw those bands come out and I would laugh at my own playing I would go uh, I ain't fast I tell everyone dude I'm not that fast <laughs> um, and then and then um you know, technically, well, definitely, Annihilator doesn't hold a candle to Meshuga to to all these other bands that, that would come out. And but at the time it came out, I don't think many people were actually playing that kind of cross between weird. I don't know. It was just weird. bands were at that time in the kind of music I was genre I was supposed to be in was um, either. Between this thrash metal, well, like Exodus or that, you know, and you had a bit of speed, like the, the fast motorheads, like the Exciters and the Razors, the Canadian bands. Oh, yeah. Or you had the the, the first Metallica Exodus, Dantrax, Slayer kind of stuff. But when I came out, it was like people, some people were going, well, wait, there's this melodic guitar going on. The guy's playing blues. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> so, probably years I had those first two albums were in there. It was almost an original thing, but then, uh, that was it. After that, it was more of a, for me, it was like a celebrate. Uh, I'd sort of done my couple of years where I thought, okay, those are the ones I've done that I'm really proud of and the ones after I better be proud of, but I'm going to sort of not be this eight hours a day practicing guy sitting in my room trying to make up stuff and, and get too original. I just wanted to go, basically, it sounds cheesy. I want to go out and rock and <laughs> just go yeah. on stage and, and, and go enjoy life. Uh, and I don't mean cars and vacations and sitting on my ass. I, I mean getting out on the road and, and out of the, the practice room and the studio and all that and just get out there and tour and stuff. And that's what I've basically been doing is you go back and you do a record from um, start to finish, maybe takes you four months. You right. do a bit of setup and waiting, waiting for the record. And then we just we usually hit about three months in Europe and summer festivals. 
It's amazing. And uh, I was watching the other day, actually, the, the 2015 uh, Vakken that you guys did, and it's awesome. I love that performance you guys did. Cool. Yeah, you don't. You realize. You realize now. You, there's no point in asking me questions, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do want to say one thing. I, I I love that on dressed up for evil. You got uh, John Gallagher from Raven. I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah, he's you know he's uh, well he's living in Florida for years with his brother, but he of course was a Newcastle kid and yeah um, yeah it, it's incredible. Just uh, he comes up here for Christmas and maybe in the summer sometimes, and he uh, oh, that's awesome. He pops up here in a while. And I, I grabbed him for uh, little band cat, uh, and um, not not to be confused with uh, New York's great cat on Roadrunner back in the eighties, right. um, but. But uh, the, the two of them came in the studio here, and um, it was uh, did, did all the backup singing on the record, so and yelling and all that stuff. So yeah. it was really, really cool because I have my own memories of being a kid in Ottawa, Canada, teenager, and you know when songs like "When the Going Get Tough, the Tough Get Going" and you know all these these Raven songs were out uh, for a couple of years. My friend and I uh, that were listening to this music would just go to the airport every Sunday night and smoke something that, that was illegal and uh, <laughs> watch 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 airplanes take off and land and listen to the Raven albums. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that, that was a really nice uh, treat for the album and, you know, we're Raven fans too, so that was really cool to see collaboration on that. Awesome. And then, cool. uh, lastly, uh, we do, we talk about horror as well on here. Uh, you have some favorite uh, horror movies. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a movie fan. I, you know, I, I don't know, get me in the spot here, but, you know, I'm just walking around my studio and I got, I got uh, the nun, I got, oops, that I was got good. these masks, I got nun, Hellraiser, uh, yeah, there's just so many, I, I keep, for some reason, I keep saying District 9, but that's not a horror movie, <laughs> um, it, uh, yeah, I, I kind of pretty much consumed every, over here in England, at least, well, we got Netflix, like everybody does, there's Prime Video or whatever, which would be, yeah, Amazon, I guess, um, and all, I think we've, my wife and I have just devoured every single horror movie that wasn't horrendous. Like, I don't like the, che- the, uh, the I don't like the cheesy ones. Like, I like Evil Dead, the, the series when it came out on TV a few years ago was cool. And uh, I like the, the most recent Evil Dead one, uh, whereas a lot of my, my friends would like the originals, you know. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just a fan of kind of any good movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, man, this has been absolute pleasure talking to you and uh i am really uh happy for you where you are in life and uh that this album's coming out in a couple of days uh it's very exciting yeah. and uh you know that i'm well really hope appreciative hope i uh hope i get to uh come down there and play some shows in the states there next year that would be fantastic if we could finally pull that off again absolutely and uh ballistic sadistic comes out january 24th silver lining music uh, do you have anything else you'd like to plug? Yeah, just, you know, anybody that's heard of us or, or hasn't heard of us, just give, give us a little listen. That's the, the beauty of the internet, of course. We can audition stuff and go, ah, it sucks, or yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, just give it a shot. Like, give it a chance. There's a lot of good metal bands uh, out now, good, good releases, so uh, coming out this year, I believe. So what the hell, just give it a shot and see if it's for you. If not, well, hey, lots of good bands out there. That's right. Now, this is a hell of a start to the year. I'm really excited about it. Thank you so much, man. This has been awesome. And uh, 
Best of luck to you. We hope to see you in the States sometime and uh, enjoy uh, relaxing and doing your thing. <laughs> right on. Well, have a good night. Hey, you too. Thank you so much. Well, we sure hope you enjoyed your time at Phantasm. Thanks for stopping by. And remember, we're always watching. Put on your best suits. The big couch is high. Cover up the hood.